0: All right, I'm here today with David Find, founder of the Christmas Tree Project and his daughter, Rose Leggett. Um, And today we're here to talk a little bit about the project, uh, how it started, how it's going, and some of the help that they need in their 10th year of service. Uh, Now, David, um, the story of this organization originally starts with you and your wife uh, offering a Christmas tree on Craigslist and you got a lot of responses, uh, including from a boy's home and you eventually ended up giving it to a couple with an 11-month-old daughter. So can you tell us a little bit more about kind of that initial posting that kind of kickstarted the whole project?
1: Sure. Well, we bought a new Christmas tree. We had an old funky one. It was just time for a new one. So we went to Home Depot and bought a nice new Christmas tree. And on the way back, um, we thought some family could use our old one, even though it was funky. So we put that ad in Craigslist and just got like 20 responses really quickly in like an hour. From single moms and wounded vets and the boys home and a whole bunch of other people that were really, um, you know, in a place where they couldn't get a tree but desperately wanted one.
0: Um, And with these responses, um, now what made you choose uh, this couple that you decided to give the tree to?
1: Well, that's an interesting question. Um, We had a granddaughter who um, was the same age as this couple's daughter. You know, she was uh, less than a year old and it was going to be her first Christmas. So, my wife actually picked that couple because she thought that, um, you know, she thought of our granddaughter and would want her to have a Christmas tree for her first Christmas.
0: Um, now, that initial posting was 10 years ago. And from that started the Christmas tea pro- tree project. Um, mm-hmm. Now, over time, how has the organization changed? Um, how did it go from just this initial simple offering to what it is today? Um, can you kind of take us along that journey?
1: Sure. Well, you know, we just started with a list of, people that wanted trees um, sort of tugging at our heart. So we, you know, the the original impetus was, wow, all these people need trees. It'd be really cool to get them trees. So friends started pitching in. And um, then what, after we did the boys home um, tree, the Gazette, our local paper did a story, I think it was December 12th in 2010. And uh, they have a little picture of the boys home um, tree and they, um, uh, ran out a story about what we were doing, and it was really crazy because between the 10th of December in 2010 through the 22nd, we gave away 300 Christmas trees in Colorado Springs. So, you know, it immediately changed from giving away one or two trees to giving away hundreds, and, you know, the, what we needed to make that happen. I mean, people were coming out of the woodwork to donate trees to, um, uh, you know, we had people volunteering to go pick up trees. We had an anesthesiologist in town that probably spent 20 hours driving from one end of town to the other you Know picking up trees that you know older couples wanted to donate but couldn't quite fit in their car, couldn't pick up, and things like that. So, you know, it instantly shifted and changed. It's always been like that it, like, it's there's this natural holistic evolvement. Rose um, started helping us, how old were you? It was 10 years ago, so you were three when she started helping us. Um, I mean, what would you say about how it's changed to what, again? What would you say? I mean, you've watched it for 10 years.
2: I think that. Um, like, the help and the people have changed. Like, before it was just you and me and a few other people, and now it's, like, this whole big thing.
1: Right. So it used to be a family affair, you know? Um, you know, literally in our living room, we had piles of stuff that people donated, and then, um, like Rose said, ap- very quickly after that article came out, we needed a lot more help. And people just showed up. That's what's so amazing. And, you know, um, now we have, you know, probably, I don't know, 70 to 100 people a year that are involved helping
0: now, um, throughout this project, now it's of course relied on don- donations. People can donate money, uh, and they can uh, help give trees to the organization, and they can also help transport these trees. Um, could you walk us a little more through the process of how um, you get the tree from a do- someone who's donated money or a tree uh, to these families? Uh, what's that process look like?
1: Sure. Well, once again, um, it's a very holistic thing, and every year it's different. So. Um, people donate uh, artificial trees you know they're downsizing they've got an extra one they're moving um so they'll come bring us their tree um and the other thing that happened too is that first year actually there was a woman at st francis church in colorado springs that um saw the article and wanted to help so um she put an ad in her you know church organization and started promoting it and we got more than trees we got Christmas stuff, decorations, you know, Santa's plates, little reindeer, I mean, all that kind of stuff. So we never thought about that. You know, we originally thought about just a decorated tree. But once people started donating Christmas stuff, we go, well, that's a cool idea. And people really love it. So, you know, we have truckloads and truckloads and truckloads of stuff besides just trees and decorations. So that sort of thing happened. And then um, people with live trees, there's nurseries in towns that, that found us. We're one of the few organizations in the world that do this. So People are starting to know about us. Um, CBS National News did a story. Rose was actually one of the stars on that CBS News story a number of years ago. Um, you were really little. You were like, I don't know, mm. nine, yeah. So, you know, when people see that kind of stuff, um, and actually on our website, Rose, Rose does one of the videos on there. People come to our website. They see that. They see Rose, and they go, wow, we want to help. So, like, last year, for example, there was a tree farm um, north of, of Boulder. Where was it? Fort Collins, I think, that called us near the end of the season and said, we have 200 extra trees we'd like to give you guys. Can you use them? So that kind of stuff happens all the time. We also get donated money. So at the end of the year, like Walmart's become a partner and they'll sell us trees at a fraction of what they sell them for new. So we'll buy a bunch of trees at the end of the year. So they show up in all sorts of different ways. And, um, you know, we've got a big storage place in Colorado Springs. We also have a head elf, um, in Denver who, um, will, you know, take trees and actually bring them down here and, and, uh, you know bring them to us and he delivers a bunch of trees in Denver too and then there's a, a, a tree um, there's a tree lot in Denver that partners with us and they give us a ton of trees every year so it's just it's like once again it's an electric thing but you know hundreds of trees show up every year which always boggles my mind
0: and uh, Rose so you've been part of this organization for a while um, what's it been like for you being a part of the Christmas tree project uh, what's your experience been like
2: I I think it's like different In a good way, it's it's not what every kid does, and it's given me a lot of ability to, um, like communicate with, um, like lots of different people in many different ways, because I would have to like, not have to, but I would talk to people and then bring them through, and like just seeing their faces, it just like made me feel like I was helping and like being a part of everything, so
0: very nice a
1: lot with the kids too especially when she was younger because kids would come and they'd be a little intimidated there'd be rooms and rooms of stuff so she would work with the kids and help them find stuff they wanted and feel comfortable because i think it was a little intimidating for kids to go through and pick stuff
0: uh, so you have children kind of like come through and pick out some of the items that you've uh, gathered from those who've donated
1: mm-hmm. well the way it used to work for COVID is um we would set up um like santa's workshop we call it which is you know, room after room after room of just beautiful stuff. Amazing what people donate. I mean, it's not, you know, used junk. It's most of it is beautiful, new kinds of Christmas stuff. So people go through and they can pick whatever they want to decorate their house. They come in and they get a tree and then they get ornaments for the tree and then lights and candy canes and tinsel. So that's the tree piece. And then they walk through Santa's workshop and just, you know, pick through the incredible array of, you know, we probably have, let's see, um, one, two, three. We have four rooms. Um, you know, like, like the room that you're in, imagine stuff floor to ceiling, wall to wall with donations of Christmassy kinds of stuff. So we set all that up. So it looks beautiful. And then the adults and the kids come through and the kids get to pick some of their own stuff for the room or whatever. And there's a lot of stuff. I mean, it's a shocking amount of, of stuff that people donate.
0: Have you ever seen anything a little out of the ordinary that's been donated? Has there any has anything come through that's been a little more unique or kind of interesting, um, that people have donated to the project?
2: ornaments made from like socks and stuff like that's like the smaller things to like something you wouldn't really connect Christmas to like pigs with Santa hats on or something weird like that you know it's just like (sighs) pigs I don't (laughs) yeah it's kind of crazy some things it's just like whoa okay guess that's Christmas now (laughs)
1: And we've seen every um, style of tree, like we've seen trees that were probably made in the 60s, old, funky, you know, artificial trees before artificial trees existed. Um, we've seen the Denver um, School of Art had a had a contest or a class where all the students made um, trees. They had trees, but then they had to decorate them. And they were like the craziest decorations you could imagine. I mean, just wild. And I didn't think people would like them, but people absolutely loved them. So yeah, we've seen a whole range of of interesting stuff being donated for sure.
0: So what have some of your biggest challenges been when running this project? What have some of your biggest obstacles been that you've had to overcome over the past 10 years?
1: Um, A couple of things, I think, you know, from the very beginning, one of the hardest things was looking at that list and two things. One, people send you a little explanation about why they need a tree and it tugs at your heart. Some of them are heartwarming, some of them are heartbreaking, you know? So that's still a challenge for me um is is reading that and today uh, let me tell you what the number is today i mean it's just it's mind-boggling you know how many people request trees so as of this morning as of right now we have let's see what we got here um we're over thirty two thousand requests for christmas trees so every one of those has a request there's a story there's a face there's a family so that's a challenge and then the other thing that's a challenge is like in the beginning picking the person that's going to get the tree right like reading through that list and picking it that's know that's sort of a a hard thing. Um, There's some logistical challenges just because um, there's so much going on you know when you're storing Christmas trees you know it's people have to deliver them, you have to store them, you have to pack them, all that kind of stuff and then you know we we don't have enough you know we really don't have enough trees or infrastructure to get trees out to anywhere near these 32,000 people and these requests are from all around the world. Um, CBS News called us last week and they wanted to film um, a family getting a tree in New York. So I looked at a request for New York, and as of last week, there were over 1,200 requests in New York alone. Um, but if you look at a map, you know there's we have requests from every end of the globe. So you know that's a you know just trying to scale it up so that it meets more needs, and you know wh- when we realize how huge of a thing this is, and we also realize, um, you know, there's not many organizations. We may be the only one in the world that does this, which is also weird. The first Christmas tree ever was in Latvia in 15 something. So Christmas trees have been around for a long time, but there's not a lot of service organizations that focus on helping people get trees.
0: Now, I understand the project um, is facing some challenges this year, Um, needing more supply, a bigger supply of trees, uh, just needing some more help getting uh, enough trees to fill these requests. As he said, there's about 32,000 right now. Um, So for our listeners and for those who might be tuning in, Uh, how can they help? Where do you need help right now? Do you need help with, um, monetary donations? Do you need help, uh, with getting trees around? Do you need more people to help decorating trees? Um, what do you need right now?
1: Sure. well, there's some simple way we call, we call people that help elves and you're now an official elf that you're, you're helping us out here, but promoting us. So it's my most honored title, actually, is is Head Elf of the Christmas Tree Project. But there's a few simple ways people can help. Um, On our website, you know, www.thechristmastreeproject.org, they can donate um, cash. Um, We we run this thing on a super tight budget. 100% of it goes to the organization. You know, there's no salaries or any other nonsense going on. It's, It's 100%. So donations helps. For about 25 bucks, you can decorate a tree. We don't get nearly enough decorations for the trees. We have like in our Colorado Springs sort of Santa's workshop, we have over 300 trees, but we don't have enough ornaments. We're gonna go out and buy some this week. So um, 25 bucks will decorate a tree if you wanna like adopt a family, if you will. You know, 100 bucks will buy a tree and decorations for some family out of state. We have over 200 vets, many of them wounded vets that have requested trees. Those really tug at my heart so you can adopt a family. And the other thing you can do too, and this is my favorite thing. Someone once told me that, um, if you do something that's exciting and a little scary little out of your comfort zone, it's a good thing. So we encourage people to call us and we have you know, 33,000 requests. In most cities in the United States, we have families that are requested trees. So what you can do is go buy a tree, decorate it, and go deliver it to a family. You can call us and we'll give you the name of a family or a couple, and you can read their requests and pick the family. It's, an, it's a powerful experience to go deliver a tree to a family. Um, that's the one I encourage the most. Some people aren't quite up for that much of an adventure. So the easier ones are, are donating some money or, you know, if you're in, um, you know, the Colorado area, Denver, Colorado Springs, if you have an extra tree, you can donate it. Or, you know, when you go to Walmart, you can buy an extra uh, jar of ornaments and bring them to us and donate them. So there's a lot of ways to help.
0: And as you said, um, giving someone that, that tree, that experience um, around this time of year can be really impactful. Um, what's that experience been like for both of you? Uh, how do you describe that experience?
1: What do you think? You've given away hundreds of trees.
2: I think it's it's so amazing that it's like one tree can make such a difference. <laughs> like I remember seeing people just like almost in tears after they've gotten or like completely been through our building. It's it's crazy.
1: Yeah, it's it's really impactful. Um, I think you know there's a certain vulnerability for people to have to ask. And, and say, you know, I need help with the tree. And um, the amount of people that help is amazing too. And in today's times, you know, uh, you know we're, we're at a, a place in our, you know, with, with the election and generally with politics and what's going on, there's a lot of divisiveness in the world. And there's a lot of people that, you know, are struggling with um, other people, other religions, other, you know, political views, all those kind of things that normally divide us. And one of the things that's so amazing to me is, you know, the people that walk in the door from the Christmas tree project are really from every walk of life. They're from every religion. They're from every political perspective. They're really from every um, socioeconomic, you know, background too. I've seen people that, you know, have been very well off, but that year, you know, the financial crisis, for example, they lost everything. They might be living in a nice house, but they don't have money for food and they needed a tree. So you've got people from all those kind of walks of life. And then the people that help are also from every walk of life, you know, every religion, every race, you know, every political perspective and none of that matters. And to me, that's like a powerful thing that, you know, you're looking at someone and you're saying, wow, they need help. And I'm willing to recognize them as a human being, as a person, I want to help them. And it doesn't matter what race they are, religion, what sexual orientation, what political perspective. And to me, that's amazing. And it's really showed me that, you know, in the heart of people, I think people really want to help you give them the smallest inclination, the smallest ability, the smallest opportunity, to help them be loving and they absolutely are you know it's easy to be mean on facebook <laughs> right you know it's easy to be pissed off or you know aggravated against the other whatever that is but when you see a child and, and parents that you know are struggling and want a christmas tree which represents so much more than a tree it really represents hope it re- represents love it represents community it represents all those things people show up you know and that's how this whole thing works so to me it's been a real beacon of you know, sort of hope about who people really are.
0: And this has been going on for 10 years now. Now, out of those 10 years, have either of you had one memory from this project that has impacted you the most or that's the most memorable for you? Um, Is there anything that's really kind of stood out?
2: Probably um, one time, pretty recently, I was um, taking this family through to pick a few things and um, and the woman, said, the woman said, I think I know you from somewhere. I was like, oh, where, you, where do you think you know me? And she's like, you're famous, you're famous. And I'm like, "God, oh, you've been on TV. You've, I've seen you, your face. You're, and then she's like, can I get a picture? And I was like, oh my God, of course. I remember that, I remember that. Yeah, and it was so crazy. And I think it made her day and it made my day. So that was pretty amazing.
1: Um, mine's an easy one. Every year there's one that grabs me. Um, last year, um, in at our, our giveaway, you know, we probably have 500 people coming through in a couple of hours. It's like a madhouse, you know, a, a happy madhouse. Um, so last year, um, I just happened to stop at the head of our sign-in table, and there was a woman there um, with her daughter Nicole, and her daughter was about 10, and um, um, they just told me the story. The mother said the daughter, um, as a baby, had brain damage. She got injured and um was um struggling with that for years and the the family had a number of kids and they didn't have a lot of resources or money and they've been dealing with this young girl's health issues and that but you have to realize the girl was like the smiley bubbly kid that was just you know a 10 year old having a good time but the story was you know they'd recently gone to the doctor and the brain injury had been progressing and the doctor told um this family and this little girl that um she would be blind within the year And so the little girl looked at her mom and said, mom, we have to get a Christmas tree this year. It's the last one I will ever see. And I mean, it just, it stopped me in my tracks. It brought tears to my eyes and, you know, it was just amazing. But what was really amazing to me was, you know, I think people say when you give, you get back, you know, and for me, I got back so much from this little 10 year old girl that, you know, she was not devastated by this news. She was marching forward in her life. And doing what she needed to do, and she realized she wanted a tree because it's the last one she was going to see, and she was going to make that happen and she had a big smile on her face, you know what I mean and the courage of that little 10 year old girl facing you know blindness in 12 months, she was not depressed and morose and you know sad at all. She was sort of the opposite. So that was one memory I had that was just you know amazing you know and for me, like we've put um, our family have put hundreds, if not thousands of hours into this project every hour every moment every crazy christmas that we've ever had has been worth it for for nicole by herself you know that one girl got a tree that she wouldn't have got and there's hundreds there's thousands of nicole's out there you know every tree is not that dramatic but that's one that you know sort of captured me you know
0: it's quite an inspiring story considering the circumstances i mean just that kind of um just that kind of a last last tree that she'll be able to see that's um quite the story definitely um well there's
1: all it's interesting too because trees mean so much to people there's an organization you know there's a um there's a, a children's wish foundation that grants children's wishes there's a foundation that grants last wishes so they go to people who are dying and they say what's your last wish and there was a woman in a hospital in colorado springs and for some reason that organization connected with her and they asked her what is your last wish her last dying wish what did she say she said my last dying wish is to have a christmas tree So they reached out to us and said, can you get her a Christmas tree? And we did. It was amazing. But we do a lot of last trees. We do a lot of first trees. You know, parents that are struggling. There was a homeless couple. They were living in a tent uh, by a river in Pueblo while she was pregnant. And um, I don't know, a few weeks before she had the baby, they finally, he got a job. They found an apartment. You know, uh, a church had helped them with furniture. So they're they're in this apartment. They finally had the baby. And they're looking around. And the mom said, we need a Christmas tree for this baby's first Christmas. Right. He was like a, a three weeks old. So they call, I remember I delivered that tree, you know, and she was in tears. She was like, thank you so much. You know, he, this baby deserves a Christmas tree for his first Christmas. So yeah, the Christmas trees mean so much. The meaning, and that's one of the things we didn't get either in the beginning was, you know, how much Christmas trees mean. Um, Rose, what would you say about what Christmas trees mean to people? I mean, you've seen a lot of faces. And- I don't
2: have- I don't know. It's just like, I think you don't think how special the Christmas tree really is, but it really, really, really is special to lots of people, especially like if they've been struggling, just like coming and getting all of this stuff. It's just like, it just enlightens them and they're like, in in like shock. So it's amazing. Yeah.
1: What word would you put to like what a Christmas tree means if you had to summarize it all you think it
2: means like hope
1: hope yeah I'd say hope too I'd say a Christmas tree absolutely um means hope for people yeah
0: now um I think you mentioned this earlier a little bit but considering how um you're still doing all of this during the COVID-19 pandemic how has it affected your operations um How has it kind of changed how you operate compared to the past nine years?
1: Yeah, well, normally, like I said, um, you know, we collect all this stuff and then we have a group of probably 50 people come um, and and set it all up. It's like eight hours of absolute madness, unpacking every box and creating, I I mean, imagine a a Nordstrom's Christmas display that just looks gorgeous. We try and make it look like that. So this year, um, the changes are, we're not gonna do anything inside. Normally we have people walk through Santa's workshop and they spend 30 minutes going through that whole thing. And we have sort of concierge elves help walk them through. And that's what Rose um, did quite a bit, walking people through. So this year we're doing a drive-through giveaway. So people are not going to get out of their cars. So we're going to stage people coming. So it's more more of a controllable flow. Because normally we'll have two or 300 people show up all at once and it's a big mob. And as far as volunteers go, we're going to social distance. Um, We're going to also limit the number of volunteers at any one time. And then for the giveaway, like I said, people are not going to get out of their cars and they'll get um, three basic things. They'll get a tree and then they'll get the decoration tree. They'll get the decorations for the tree and then they will get, um, you know, decorations for their house. And we'll make pre, you know, pre-packaged kits for those three things. So as as the cars drive through, they'll get those three kind of things and we'll have three or four elf teams uh, making that work.
0: I do think that that is the end of my questions at the okay. moment. Um, but just as we kind of wrap up here and get towards the end, is there anything you would like to leave as a last note or anything else you would just like to say to our listeners?
1: Um, I'll say something that you can say something. And um, what I would like to say is what I've realized is the Christmas tree project is really not about Christmas trees at all. It's about the Christmas spirit, which is about things like hope and love and community. And, um, you know, I think we all you know, at Christmas time, it's a beautiful thing because we all sort of feel it. But to me, one of the things that we started was um, Christmas Tree Project 365, which is about really trying to spread that Christmas spirit, you know, throughout the year. So I would encourage people to do things that spread it in your own lives and other lives. The other thing that I would highly encourage people to do, you know, we were not um, really in a position to you know, give, donate, make a difference in people's lives, and it's made such a difference in my life, in my wife's life, and Rose's life, that I would encourage people to give, find a way, and, and once again, I'd encourage you to find a way that's both exciting and a little scary outside of your comfort zone, um, to find ways to give, it, you know, I think it's what the world really needs, and it's also what we all need, especially in this COVID isolated space where we're feeling, you know, frustrated and isolated and alone. So Rose, what would you say? I'll, I'll deal with the dog. Um, I I think that
2: Like Christmas is not always about like receiving presents and all those like things. I think it's more about gathering. And even though most of the people in the Christmas tree project, almost all that are getting things aren't our family or aren't our blood. I still feel like we are a big family, like supporting and helping and like not judging. It's like a safe place. And yeah, I I really think it brings people
0: together. Strong sense of community within the project, I take it? Huge. All right. Well, uh, David, Rose, thank you both for talking with us a little bit today. We appreciate your time. And uh, thank you for coming and telling us a little bit more about the uh, project and how people can help.
1: You're very welcome. Thanks for helping support us. This is how the whole thing works. People hear about it. And people that need trees know where to get them. And people that want to help and donate find that out so we're we're so grateful to people like you that do this so thank you
0: thank you